20 square box. Blocks. Blocks. 20 square blocks. 20 square blocks. Everyone has stories. We start with nothing and quite often our stories end when we do. During the short time we have, we all do stuff and learn stuff we'd love to share. If only someone would ask. I'm Ben Plaza, and these are the stories of within 20 square blocks of where I live. Through the centre of Ballarat flows the Yarrawee, but not many people know it's there because it harbours many of the skies, such as a trickling stream, a junction, a dangerous stormwater drain travelling through underground tunnels and popping out the other side like nothing happened. This is Headley Thompson. That's Thompson without a P. <laughs> and he should know more about this river as he was a town planner in charge of the Yarrawee master plan. One, two, one, two, I think we're good for levels. Okay, so down the end of our street, there is um, the Yarrawee Creek. River. River, Yarrawee River. <laughs> and uh, I've got to be honest with you, yeah. it just looks like a stormwater drain to me. <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah, it goes back to the reason why it's been turned into this big drain. It goes back to the gold rush. Almost instantly, as the people poured in, they just removed everything, all the vegetation. What that meant was, was that when it rained, it was just mud. It was just sludge. It's hard to imagine how people survived in the conditions. You know, living in tents, with the water running through their tents a lot of the time. Um, but I guess in many cases, we can't appreciate it today. People were coming from situations all around the earth where their lives were at risk anyway. So I'll go to Australia and at least I'm likely to find some gold. To combat all this mud and sludge, the council of the day set up the whimsically named Sludge Abatement Board. What the Sludge Abatement Board ended up doing was to build these bluestone lie channels. When you consider the conditions the people were working in to place these huge chunks of bluestone, all beautifully chiselled into lovely shapes, very artistically done. I mean, how they did it, I'm stuffed if I know. It's almost like our local pyramids. Okay, move. Push this way. There we go. All right. Merv here lives at the end of the block, and his house sits right on the river. The river. <laughs> well, it's, more the like a, it's more like a creek, but I've, I've been told this is more of a river, well, actually. officially it's a river. Yes. It was originally just a, a trickle. That's why there's a lot of miners' cottages along the creek, this being one of them, because they'd set up their houses and homes as close as they could to the creek so they didn't have to go too far to pan for gold. And the, the rubbish, people used to come down and throw all the rubbish in the creek. Uh, so it was a pretty dirty old creek, yeah, or river. Always will be a creek to me. The uh, person opposite us in the house across the road here was the mayor of Ballarat East. Because the rubbish piled up on the pylons that held the bridge up, he had the, uh, the bridge replaced as mayor. Yeah, he could do anything in those days. The mayor was the top honcho. 
and uh, he uh, had the bridge replaced and uh, he had all that done purely to stop it flooding into his house. <laughs> um, As you said, he was mayor, so he can do what he wanted to. Yeah. So I was told that the mayor of Ballarat had a bridge replaced. Oh yes. Because he had flooding in his backyard. Okay. I could imagine that happening. Yes, that would have been one of the reasons why the bluestone work was done in the first place, is that the condition that the waterways are in, you could, you just couldn't guarantee what on earth would happen. I mean, it's a long time now, but I've seen the Yarrawee full, running under the bridge mouth. <laughs> and it is scary. It is so scary because it runs so hard. What do you think would happen to two people on a tractor tyre going down the Yarrawee if it was... Oh, they'd if die. It was they'd what, die. What would happen to them? They would die. They'd die for a start. They'd end up somewhere downstream, uh, covered in rubbish of one sort or another. Uh, they'd, you probably wouldn't find them again. <laughs> Seriously. It, yeah, it, it is, when it runs hard, it is incredibly dangerous. That The power is enormous. Oh, it was a couple of years ago now, maybe three or four years ago, there was a few of the neighbours. We all walked over here. We were standing around here talking and looking at the huge amount of water coming down and uh, we look down and uh, uh, we see two two guys coming down the river and coming down the creek or the river they were moving <laughs> they were uh, they jumped in up at the next bridge I think or the one up before it and they were on inner tubes big tractor ones it was great if you could get hold of a car inner tube you thought you were hitting the bit, uh, paddling around the creek and uh, you know, take them up the lake and take them over to the Eureka Stockade. Anyway, we started yelling to them, you better get out, because if that goes, if you go into that channel, there'll be no getting out. And they were starting to panic. <laughs> they had to jump out here and we had to pull them out and uh, help them get their tyres and they just walked off up there and walked back down. I never saw them. We never saw them again. Did they take the tube with them? <laughs> they took the tubes with them. Well, then maybe they came back again. Yeah, they might have. Let's say that they did survive. Yes. Do you know what they would experience along the way? Well, this is the thing. If they're going down the Bluestone Channel, they just get absolutely belted by hitting the, the Bluestone, I imagine, on either side and being tumbled over and over. And You, you, you couldn't swim in it. There's, there's no way. There's no way. It's it just far too powerful. And then when you got, got to the end, which is... Um, it used to be called Sports Works, the old, old mill where the Bluestone Channel ends. Yeah, and it just turns into and a And it creek. just turns into uh, a sort river, of a river. natural... <laughs> it's not really natural, but it's, yes, an earthen channel. Well, that's where they'd get dropped off there, and I don't think they'd get very much further than that. They'd end up bashed up against some tree trunk or something like that. Yeah. Which, of course, that's, that's what natural rivers have in order to control the flow. Now, those sorts of impediments are actually very, very important for um, slowing down the flow of streams and 
Uh, and that's when you start getting plants growing because they can. You start getting animals living there. You start to actually having a, a more attractive place for people to go. There used to be stories of gangs and homeless people living under Bridge Mall. Do you think that was true? Uh, I don't know. I've never, uh, I never ran across any because I was a lot younger then. Not many gangs around Ballarat in those days. Uh, if you had a fight, it was one on one. <laughs> More than 20 on one, you know. So you've actually, you've walked through this before? Yeah. It gets very dark under there. There's no lighting or anything. It gets very dark. You, you know, you always get used to the dark. Uh, you, as you went further in, the darker it got. And uh, you couldn't see, see much at all. Just by yourself? Yeah, yeah. Would you recommend that someone does that? Not these days, no. You don't know what's going to happen these days. Well, how long ago was this? Um, oh, that was when I was 14, 15. It was a few while ago. Because <laughs> I was like a little monkey then. <laughs> I used to go around the back of the Eastern Oval. There's a gate and I used to climb that up and climb over the fence and go to the footy for free. <laughs> Have you actually been in there? I have actually. Um, yeah, I mean it's an op- it's an open channel for most of the way, for most of its length. But of course, from Mare Street through to Dana Street, it's all and un- yeah, all covered over. It was something that people, of course, were very very curious about, and and still are. You know, this this idea that a river runs under, and every now and then it's talked about actually opening it up, because it's only since the car parks were built, which is back to the sixties, that it has been covered over. I mean, before that, and when Bridge Street was still a, a street, it was open. And now, of course, you've got Big W. It's right over the river. Um, so that was... I remember dealing with the consult, the, the, uh, yes, the consultant advocate for, for Big W. He, was, he knew how to get his way. He was a tough man. And despite the fact that the Yarrawee master plan says that the Yarrawee should be opened up, uh, the, you know, that, that went. So... Um, Councils traditionally don't get involved in this stuff. They build roads and that sort of thing. It's like climate change deniers or, or antagonists today. There's the same attitude. The environment's not important. That's not what we're here for. We're here for particularly economic development would be, be the, the thing. And, and on, on, on it goes. We're putting massive, massive pressures on the whole living systems of this of this planet, which is reflected no more clearly than in the way we're, we're dealing with our waterways. Look at the Murray Darling. And what we do all over the place to rivers and streams like the Yarrawee. We turn them into something that they're not. We turn them into a nothing more than a drain, which is incredibly sad. There's a whole lot of, of just appalling things which people like myself have been aghast at for, for my whole life, you might as well say. And now you've got people writing in papers and they're going, oh, 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 no, the government needs to do something. And, oh, it's terrible. Well, for a start, you're too bloody late. We should have been doing this like 100 years ago or more. And secondly, it's not just about the government. There's no point in blaming the government because up until now, most people haven't given a stuff about the government doing anything about this. The vast majority of people don't have a, an understanding at all about how radically things have got to change. Very, very, very fast. Thanks today to Merv Romeo and Hedley Thompson. 
That's without a P. Music by Ryan Goodwin. Check out his other work at virtuallyryan.com. Additional material is written by Anne Murison. Our logo is designed by Chris Frith. Editing by Ricky Cheno. And thanks to H Studios for the use of their studios. I'm Ben Plaza, and this is 20 Square Blocks. (laughs) 